Welcome to another episode in a series of conversations at the Greenhouse Gas Management Institute. Just back from COP21, we have first impressions of the new Paris Climate Agreement. Hey Michael, welcome back. Hi Don, it's good to be back. Had a lovely, exhausting, exciting, wonderful trip to Paris. I'd like to hear about it. I'd like to tell everyone that they're listening to the Glass Half Full After Paris podcast. We're making this podcast some three days after the close of the uh, Paris COP. Uh, So we're speaking a bit off the top of our heads. Uh, So give us a little slack in return for getting uh, fresh information where you might get better analytics later. But, uh, But let's talk about impressions and and feelings as a result of what happened. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it'd be easy, and it is easy in some ways, if you step back scientifically, to be a little bit cynical and to nitpick apart, um, you know, what we now know is the Paris Agreement. But um, I think it's, you know, it's worth taking a little time and being, as you say, um, you know, glass half full focus and, and be a little bit excited about some of the some of the potential new developments coming out of this um, pretty much precedent-setting um, international agreement. Sounds good. Let's set some context. So you and a bunch of our colleagues went, uh, participated, helped, uh, were part of this process. Uh, I stayed in the United States, so I am, uh, I've been uh, consuming information from you and from others, and so I've got a lot of questions. Uh, one of the things I was so excited to see was just how many countries not only participated but agreed in the end to uh, to do something. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, uh, uh, the uh, international law scholar could 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 tell you, you know, the couple the couple cases where uh, countries didn't participate, but really, you know, we're talking um, almost 200 countries. Uh, both participating and agreeing, and and participating in a really substantive substantive way. Again, you know, I forget how many. Um, I, I'm going to get this number wrong, but um, you know, it was on the order of 140 or so heads of state, I believe, uh, attended in the first part of the two week session. Um, and they were is, in the in the same venue at the same time, which was unprecedented. I know it's just amazing when you think. I mean, how many times have that many world leaders? come together in one spot to talk about one issue especially when their security people were probably saying don't go so well i mean i think everyone knows you know what what happened just you know just uh uh, days earlier in paris so right so that that's a uh if nothing else that's very symbolic to see that level of support correct well um i was um I, i was so encouraged to see china at the table I think, you know, China and, and I think all, all developing countries, um, I mean, really all countries, it's, I think it's probably fair to say, you know, we're being vastly more constructive, USA included, uh, in thank terms goodness. of, yeah. yes, thank goodness, um, in terms of, you know, coming to an agreement and compromising, what a, what a difference a few years makes in terms of, you know, going from defining a problem that was perceived, I think, largely as something, you know, for the future, where I think there's a growing perception that climate change is a problem now, today. 
Um, and, uh, you know, China, the example of China is, is it's clear. I mean, if you look at the economic development there and the growing, growing um, concern amongst the populace in China about, you know, about the state of the environment in the, you know, their own, you know, <laughs> local environment. Absolutely. Um, they see it and experience it every day. I, I'd kind of like to uh, talk about the ambition. Uh, again, I, I was viewing at it, viewing it from afar. Uh, I went into uh, this COP a little bit skeptical that we would get uh, get to agreement, and I also went in uh, with concern about the two degree limit, and yet I saw uh, a lot of activity to suggest a more aggressive limit, a one and a half degree limit, and I took that not so much on the on the face of the limit, but the the as a sense of uh, there's a significant ambition by most of the people, most of the countries that seem to attend for that kind of thing to prevail or, or end up in the final language. Yeah, I think we have to, we have to differentiate, a, you know, a couple things. Um, you know, one is um, the vision, you know, which you, you described as a limit, you know, the vision of where we collectively, you know, um, as, as a, um, group of nations want to go and right. that was where um, especially the most vulnerable and the uh, um, small island states f for obvious reasons you know really insisted on an a more ambitious vision for you know where where we want to head in terms of in terms of mitigating climate change um, and that was where you know a lot of back and forth happened uh, around that vision in the negotiations, you know, going from two degrees in the convention to now, you know, below two degrees, and then finally explicitly saying, you know, we want to aim for 1.5 degrees. Um, that's one thing. Yeah, then the uh, I'm I'm going to step away from our glass half half full um, meme here. Okay. But yes. um, but then you know the then you know one might argue that the you know the the substantive ambition is in the form of the. Um, INDCs, uh, Intended National uh, Determined Contributions, where, you know, what actions countries are actually going to take to reduce emissions um, are, are laid out. And, you know, there, you know, as has been elaborated in many different, you know, reports and analyses, you know, we're not, you know, that, that actual specifics doesn't, doesn't um, correspond to that vision yet. Right. We don't have uh, the right numbers on the table, but there's a framework now, exactly. and uh, people are uh, are putting numbers on the table, which is uh, which, which is certainly a step in the right direction. Exactly, and then that's where the 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 famous you know ratchet mechanism, although it's not really a specific mechanism in the in the agreement, um, or called out as it, but it, the idea of that countries have pledges now to reduce emissions and um, and do other mitigation activities, uh, but you know, every every five years, um, will you know the world will look at where we're at, where we need to go, and and you know, increase ambition um, uh, correspondingly to uh, addressing, you know, the development of new technologies and economic development of, of various countries and their ability to, to do stuff. So, so the vision is important. The vision, you know, that's where we're going to kind of ratchet toward, um, uh, at least according to the agreement at this stage. 
Well, I want to come back to, um, uh, I just used the phrase numbers on the table. I wanted to come back to that um, to talk about the implications for our audience. Uh, so uh, countries are asked to put first to measure their emissions uh, and then to uh, put forward their reduction efforts. For many of these countries, that may not be first, but it's going to be early. So we're, we're bringing new, new players to the table in terms of greenhouse gas accounting. Is that right? I certainly get the sense of that. No, it's it's very much right. Um, so you know, stepping back, coming out of the convention and 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 um, Berlin Mandate, COP one, and and the Kyoto Protocol, you know, there was you know deep, uh, you know, careful reporting of emissions in national inventories for for um, developed countries, but very minimal. Um, reporting and transparency for developing countries. Um, essentially, they just did what we call a national communication um, every, you know, four, five, six years. Okay. Uh, and that had, you know, a very simplistic summary of emissions um, with no, you know, no s substantive review to, or really a, not a lot of support or expectations that they would, you know, improve those emission estimates over time. So they're incomplete, you know, they weren't really useful from a, you know, from from a standpoint of trying to really track the success of policies. Um, but now that's, you know, that's, that's changing. Um, all countries have, have agreed to, you know, a new, new reporting process and, and review process uh, to help, primarily the review process is to help countries get better, not to like punish them for doing bad. I noticed that. Yeah, um, that's important. And when you say new process, it's still based on the fundamentals in the IPCC methods. So uh, we're not changing methods. Correct. Um, we are, you know, the, the, the system that we've built up um, for national reporting of, of emissions and inventories and communications. Um, and now there's this new thing called biennial reports and biennial update reports. Um, and there, you know, maybe a new, a new name for, you know, the reporting uh, um, process under, under the Paris Agreement. We're likely to see new players showing up uh, at our door and at a table with us to, uh, to want to learn how to do these things and uh, interact with us. So I find that uh, quite encouraging. Yeah, I think that is, I mean, there's a lot of things to be excited about and encouraged about this, is this agreement. Uh, the, you know, a key one is the whole host of, I guess, I would call them openings for improving the, the infrastructure, which is a necessary foundation for, you know, growing ambition um, of mitigation. So, so what do you mean by infrastructure? So, you know, case in point is the, what we're just talking about, which is, I mean, I guess I'm biased, but would argue is, you know, one of the most important things, which is, you know, the transparency and, and improved reporting of emissions. Again, back to the, you know, old uh, mantra, if you can't, you can't, you know, manage what we don't measure. So we can't, you can't expect all countries to start addressing their emissions and doing something about it and, and being smart about mitigation measures and policies if they don't have good metrics to figure out what's working, what's not working. And the whole framework of the Paris Agreement is around not legally binding, you know, harsh compliance regimes, which um, um, putting my international relations hat on, you know, it sort of doesn't really work anyway. Um, there's, it's not like there's a 
global UN police force that is going to go, right. you know, right. put put countries in jail for not meeting their commitments. We saw that with Kyoto, um, and we, we knew that with Kyoto too. But there's this obsession with you know, le- inter- legally binding in, in some in some um, corners of international law, even though it's that you know, outside of kind of trade disputes, there's 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 a limit to you know, in international environmental law, there's a limit to what legally binding really substantively means. Well, fair enough, but there's also a, a, a requirement, as I read it, uh, to uh, be open. And uh, through that process, it lends itself to interaction and potentially improvement, which I, I take as, you know, uh, is, is a positive development. Yeah, no, so, that, so that, that's where I was going, is, is the, the greater transparency driver, you know, under the current theory that, that grounds the Paris Agreement, the driver for action and ambition is essentially, you know, countries being shamed into into you know everyone kind of you know, doing their fair share in a sense, um, recognizing you know different some countries are richer and some some countries have a greater ability to to, to take action and right um, um, and you know different energy resources and things like that. So taking all those things into account, you know everyone doing their fair share. But the only way you really know one, whether or not they're doing their fair share, um, and two, whether or not they're doing what they've sort of said they were going to try and do, is you, you have to have that you have to have that transparency. But it also goes the other way around. The only country knows itself whether it's you know politically. You know, countries aren't you know are made up of lots of different actors and politics and changing governments. You know, the only way internally a, a, a government's going to know, you know. What, what it's doing and whether it's doing it well and whether it's kind of, uh, I guess, falling behind uh, is that it, if it has its own kind of metrics and reporting system very formally embedded so that they can keep track of their own their own efforts uh, in addition to having the international community keep track of it. So that, right. you know, that, you know, that is, that's big. I think it's huge. Uh, down at, you're speaking at the policy level, down at the foot soldier level, which I can relate to, um, you know, when you get the professionals together uh, and they start uh, sharing ideas and working together, I find information exchange and professionalism goes up, and uh, people on on the working level um, just naturally—I shouldn't say naturally—but are predisposed to to do better and raise the level of uh, the professionalism. And as they say, rising tide raises all boats. Yep. No, I agree. I mean, that's that's obviously what. You know, Greenhouse Gas Management Institute has, you know, been about since day one is, you know, helping countries and, you know, uh, individual experts, you know, in countries uh, to, you know, everyone wants to do a good job. Um, and so help them help them do a better job. So a lot of this is going to come down, obviously, to people, people yeah. caring about this issue and, and trying to uh, attack it, you know, both with passion and with professionalism. So. Well, uh, we will be including a, a summary slide deck in the uh, show notes that uh, uh, was a good, a good review of the agreement if, uh, for our listeners if they want to uh, take a, um, an abbreviated version of, of the agreement. The agreement itself isn't that long, uh, and I encourage people to, drive it, uh, to, to read it for themselves. But this abbreviation version uh, used a word that I, um, I independently concluded some of the stuff in there is a little fuzzy. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I think we should note that. I don't think that's bad. Uh, it 
however, isn't as prescriptive as many of us might like. So there's still a great deal to be developed and to be uh, determined. And the answers, let, let's say this agreement is uh, is a vector in the right the right direction, uh, but the um, but the destination is uh, still got to be worked out in many cases. No, I think that's that's a critical point, and um, you know we're talking about you know. You know, now we need to focus on you know successfully implementing the agreement, um, uh, and part of that is you know countries need to start putting in place um, if they haven't already, but but then in, the, in that case you know following through with um, all the policies and and mechanisms domestically that they've uh, you know essentially embedded in their um, uh, INDCs, but you know kind of more more to that your point I mean there's a whole host of issues again we're not we're not here giving a, a you know paragraph by paragraph summary but on you know climate finance and carbon markets and um, even you know, the the reporting and transparency that we mentioned on you know forestry and red plus um, loss and damage um, and we can you know we could rattle off all the terms of art you know that that are addressed in the in the agreement for almost all of those um, and others that we d I didn't just list um, there's there is you know still has to be a process of uh, elaborating more decisions more negotiations to kind of flesh out you know what do these what do these different things mean what you know, do they mean of, how yeah. they might be implemented right I mean case in point one that you know we're um, keenly yeah um, uh, focused on is there's a new a Paris committee on capacity building because you know if we're going to have all of a sudden we're going to go from just a few dozen you know rich countries you know, developing uh, emissions reporting systems. Uh, now we're going to go to all countries doing it. So, you know, we're, we're talking almost 200 countries now. Um, so, the, you know, the scale has just gone up dramatically. And um, but a lot of these countries have, you know, limited, limited capacity and resources to, you know, to do this. So, um, you know, there's a there's a, you know, mechanism, uh, um, I guess, called for to um, you know, to help countries do this, um, and um, but all that has to be elaborated. What is you know, what does the Paris Committee on Capacity Building mean? Like, what is it going to do? What is it you know, you know, where's the resources going to come from? How you know, how is that implementation going to take place? I mean, that's just one example of a long right. litany of examples that you could go through the agreement section by section and talk about, you know, all the further work that needs to be done to kind of essentially put meat on the bones. Um, and that's going to happen through, you know, upcoming negotiations, uh, a, a lot of it through uh, um, the UNFCCC process, come, you know, we'll have more negotiations coming up in June, the subsidiary bodies on implementation and science and technology. Um, there's, a, you know, a lot of things called for that those bodies have to have to start, again, putting meat on these bones. And we'll see, you know, hopefully a whole host of, you know, new, more detailed decisions being fleshed out uh, in Marrakesh at the next the next COP to 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 really you know operationalize um, this agreement and we and we've seen that you know that similarly take place you know in the past you know after Kyoto there was a whole host of things that had to be had to be flushed out and that took you know some some amount of negotiations but so it's it's critical that all of us working in this space you know celebrate educate ourselves um, get ready to ramp up our efforts and ambition, but also 
engage in, you know, this process of elaborating and, and operationalizing, you know, and so that we ensure that, you know, all of this is as, as successful as possible. For our listeners, I recommend you all get your uh, travel documents in order and keep them keep them current. Uh, I do have a question about that. Is that uh, as that elaboration happens, do you think that will be bottom up or top down? Well, I mean, we have the existing structures and process, you know, within the UNFCCC to negotiate all these things. And again, as I mentioned, you know, in Marrakesh and Bali, you know, previous conference of parties, you know, uh, this idea of, you know, creating new um, tracks and the negotiations and mechanisms and, um, okay. and committees. I mean, that's not, it's not, it's not like we, you know, it's a new idea. Um, and so a lot of these things, and, you know, for example, the Paris Committee on Capacity Building, um, you know, what is that? Um, the agreement doesn't say what that is. <laughs> um, right. But what it says is then the subsidiary body on implementation, which is a, you know, a body under the UNFCCC, is tasked with elaborating what the Paris Committee on Capacity Building should look like and how it operates and who's on it and what it does. So there's like, you know, processes to determine the processes, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's um, that's fair. Um, and that, you know, this is, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, one might go, oh, what a bunch of bureaucracy and, you know, and, and you know, more, more talking, more talking. Um, but, you know, yeah, you don't get, you don't get 190 thing. odd some countries together to agree on and, and operationalize something like this, you know, by, by, you know, dictatorial fiat. I mean, everyone has to talk and, you know, has their input on it. Well, and there's stuff in there about finance. And as you mentioned, there's stuff in there about red. And there's stuff in there about nations or, or parties um, collaborating sometimes for their agreements, with suggesting that you know uh, commitments could be transferred, bought, sold, uh, etc. amongst the uh, amongst the players. So there's a lot in there to get excited about, uh, albeit fuzzy. Yeah, and for those in the you know uh, well, probably just about you know any country to some degree. I mean, th- there could be analogy here with passing new, you know, legislation, you know, we pa- you pass, you know, the, um, for example, um, you know, a Clean Air Act or, um, you know, you call this a global, you know, carbon, you know, uh, mitigation, adaptation, finance law of 2015. And, um, you know, the law sets a basic frameworks and then directs, you know, the Ministry of Environment to elaborate specific regulations and rules and procedures for the for its implementation. So now we're, you know, we've got the we've got the big overarching, you know, law, quote unquote. Now we have to elaborate, you know, the detailed regulatory, you know, rules and in some sense around all these things. So I, I think that 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 I mean, it's not a perfect analogy, but, you know, it's, no, it's a useful good. analogy. I'm encouraged. I also think we, you and I'll be back. Uh, to discuss some of these topics in detail during uh, future podcasts uh, as, uh, as we get some better analysis and some of these ideas begin to, um, to gel a bit. Um, I uh, also want to encourage our listeners to read the agreement as I did earlier and look at the show notes, but also help educate people. I noticed that uh, while those of us who are close to this uh, are... Uh, enthusiastic. Um, uh, you might say some of them are euphoric after after the agreement. There's still a, a lot we have to do with uh, with regard to educating the general public uh, around the world about uh, what's in there and what this means and how 
it might address the problem. And I encourage you all to engage and, um, and, and help make that uh, come true. Yep. No, again, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's taking us globally a lot longer to really get serious about this problem. And, and I, I say that recognizing that a lot of countries and people have been serious about it for a long time. <laughs> um, Fair and, 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 and some of the bigger players are just now, or some, you know, some players are just now coming around to, to, to being, you know, t starting to take action. And we know who those are. If but, we were to do analysis on, uh, on the reaction, I think that the, the tenor of the reaction is, is changed. So, uh, yeah. uh, while I, I don't believe, uh, the public in general and meter broadly understands it or has, uh, uh, widely communicated and consuming it, I don't see as much resistance to it either. So I'm no, I'm encouraged. No. So I agree. The 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 resistance and the you know the polling data and all those things in terms of the general public that you look at, um, I mean across the world. I mean we're you know it's it's a long it's been a long march, but you know I think we're you know we're 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 making we're making slow progress. I think the one the one you know more substantive area. That you see critique, and and I caution people to 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 not. Of course, you always need to be practical and and take the you know be serious about it and analytical about it. But um, you know the the one strong critique um, that I think is worth paying attention to, with a caveat, is from the scientific community. You know who, who rightly puts out points out that um, you know the 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 targets and ambition elaborated in the existing pledges from countries are just not sufficient not to sufficient. keep us from basically really screwing up this planet um, based on what we understand now. Uh, and, and that's true and accurate um, and important to recognize, um, um, especially, at, you know, within the framework of, you know, kind of to, uh, ramp up ambition over, over time. Um, but I guess the key point is you don't want that to morph into condemning the agreement and just saying it's a failure, you know, immediately pronouncing it as a failure right off, right out of the gates. Um, because then you're like, okay, well then what? What's your alternative? What, exactly. you know, so, you know, I guess um, you could say, well, then we just need to start over and do something serious um, is one is one argument. Um, I guess I would given given knowledge of how difficult it is to get you know nearly 200 countries you know and you know it's not as if it's not as if this whole process is is you know zero cost I mean it takes a lot of effort a lot of time a lot of attention from a lot of people to try and make this make this happen it's not something you just repeat you know on a whim if our in, uh, international audience would indulge me in a baseball metaphor this is a <laughs> this is this is a hit and we're on our way to first base but there's um still a lot to go to, to actually yeah, they score. might throw you out before you get to <laughs> the home plate but does that mean you stop running <laughs> exactly right <laughs> um so Fair i would enough. argue you know keep running you know uh, at the again at the risk of, of of the bad metaphor you know keep running <laughs> keep running absolutely go 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 for the score so, well so I, let's not pronounce yeah so let's not pronounce let's you know, again, there's a lot of work to be done, and there's there's the potential here to to uh, I don't want to say you know quickly and easily solve the problem, but there's a lot of potential here to do you know to do something good for you know future generations on our planet, and and um, just recognize the limitations, 
but um, let's just not, you know, immediately pronounce it a failure and, and, and say, you know, just give up on it before we've even started. Well, I look forward to getting to work on it and to, um, frankly, getting busier, uh, trying to make a difference, making a difference. Let's be more positive going into, uh, into next year. I think we're all going to be busier, and I'm, uh, I'm encouraged and optimistic. Well, Same I here. think we that's a wrap from my end. Did you have anything else you'd like to add? No. Again, there's a lot of you know nuanced details and analysis that we and others will be doing in the you know in the in the on the agreement and on all the things that's happening around the agreement and especially on sort of you know where do we go from here. Um, but uh, you know that that's that's to come. Let's 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 again celebrate for a few minutes and rest up after after some hard work and and then um you know step back and we can be more analytical in the coming days you'll hear from us again that's a great tee up to invite you all to send us your questions or things that you'd like to know about this uh, as we develop these topics uh, further in future conversations until next time thank you michael thanks Don. as always we welcome your feedback questions and suggestions for future conversations, reach us at podcast at ghginstitute.org.